to the best podcast from the USA to the UK on GreatDayRadio.com. So much for tuning in to Great Day Radio. I am your host, DJ Mikey Dean, and it's my pleasure to be here with you on another great show. We have uh, more continuous music jams coming on up with some cool mixes from uh, some cool DJs. You know, the holidays are almost here. Have you uh, begun making plans? Hit us up and let us know your plans. Visit GreatDayRadio.com. Go ahead and leave a voicemail message. Likewise, if you have a dedications and a request, leave a voicemail message or scroll over to dedications or request at GreatDayRadio.com. I'll be more than happy to take care of that for you. Well, we'll go ahead and give a shout out to a few people out there. Uh, starting off with uh, Marie out there in Terrytown, Nebraska. She is the assistant uh, subway manager and uh, she's working hard today. Uh, Jenny in Roxboro Park, Colorado. And my good friend Cheryl Cooley from uh, the all female group Climax in Los Angeles. And of course, we'll be playing more music from her as well as planning an interview uh, with Cheryl in, the, uh, in future discussions. So stay tuned for that. All right, party people. Yeah, I will be uh, continuing on with a few more music jams. Of course, uh, we'll be introducing, and I'm very excited about this, by the way. Be introducing uh, my new co-host Gina Marie, who will be uh, giving uh, amazing life talk and motivational discussions to uh, get our minds right and tuned up. Because Great Day Radio is all about positive vibes. All right, stay tuned. We got more continuous music jams as well. And uh, after these messages, take care. Are you planning your holiday party or wedding event? When you are thinking about entertaining your guest, why not go with a reputable company located in Denver, Colorado? Why not go with Pro Photo Booth Events? Visit www.profotoboothevents.com and get an instant quote today or call 303-260-6454. That is 303-260-6454 and book your photo booth party for your upcoming event. Hey guys, this is Cheryl Miles from Singapore, and you're listening to DJ Mikey D on Great Day Radio. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Great Day Radio, and it gives me a great deal of pleasure to welcome on stage, on the mic, DJ Gina Marie, and she's our new co-host, and uh, you know, it gives me a privilege to 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 bring her on and to to bring and uh, the uplifting messages that she'll be bringing to the table. Uh, so, Gina, tell me, uh, tell me a little bit of something about your life. Thank you, Mikey D. I am so excited to be here co-hosting with you finally at Great Day Radio. I know this has been something that we've been talking about and getting in the works for a long time. So, I'm glad that we're finally able to do this. Okay. So, what what is it that you do as a uh, professional? I've been a social worker for almost 20 years. Shh, don't tell anyone because I'm really showing my age there. Um, so over the course of my career, I've had the opportunity to just work with a variety of people in so many different settings. Um, it's really been a tremendous journey, and I'm probably um, still halfway there, not looking forward to getting out anytime soon. Right now, I currently work as a federal contractor, so I provide um, consulting services, counseling, and coaching to federal employees and their families. Okay, what, does, uh, what are your life goals, and uh, what would you like to uh, contribute to the world? 
what are my life goals and what I want to contribute to the world? That's a loaded question, so I'll try and keep it short. I love being a social worker. I got into the field so that I could just help people. Um, you know, life is hard. We all go through hard moments. Um, sometimes we just need someone to help get us through those hurdles. So that's what I love about being a social worker is to just be there and help people. Um, but over the past several years, I've really developed a passion for life coaching and helping people navigate those life hurdles. And we're what we focus on in coaching is really focusing on the present, working through whatever it is those challenging moments are, um, and helping people come up with the action steps to achieve their goals. So right now I love being a federal contractor and working with the federal employees, but I am also working on transitioning out of that role to set up my own coaching business as well too. And so stay tuned because there is much, much more to come regarding getting things up and off the ground. So hopefully we can come back and talk about that a little bit more later on. So uh, what what is... Uh we're going to, we've been talking about emotional intelligence. Uh, it's one of my favorite topics, too, because I've studied a great deal uh, when I was going for my graduate studies uh, for uh, Chapman University as well as uh, uh, Brandman University. And, of course, I have my degree in organizational leadership, so I studied a great deal in leadership and particularly with uh, Daniel Goldman um, philosophies on emotional intelligence. So, uh, in your words, what, what is emotional intelligence? Yes, I love, 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 love talking about positive vibes and spreading the love. I think it's so important and it falls aligned into what we're going to be talking about regarding emotional intelligence. Um, you know, it's so important that we demonstrate a level of emotional intelligence, especially the difficult time that we're living in in society. You know, we're coming out of a global pandemic inflation is high. I think people are still recovering from from the pandemic. And as we're getting back into the real world and getting back into, you know, working in the offices and getting away from telecommuting, we're connecting again with people. And I think we've lost a piece of that connection along the way. And so I think it's great that we're going to be talking about emotional intelligence today. So what is emotional intelligence? Well, there's two pieces to this definition. The first one is being able to have the ability to be aware of your own, but also other people's feelings and emotions. So that's the first piece is being aware of feelings and emotions. The second piece of that definition is that we have to then be able to use this knowledge, um, you know, the knowledge of what we're thinking and feeling to guide our own thinking and actions appropriately. You know, we are not responsible for how other people feel. We are only responsible for how we react to other people. That is what we have control over when we maybe sometimes feel powerless in really difficult situations. So, so the two components of that are really important. You really can't have one without the other as we're talking about emotional intelligence. So it's being aware but then using this knowledge to guide our own thinking and actions appropriately. What impacts emotional intelligence? So what impacts emotional intelligence? That is a great question. You know, as we're talking about this, let's, let's first envision a conversation that 
maybe we have either been a part of, that we've witnessed, that we've had to have ourselves a very difficult conversation, but one that didn't go well. So what happened in that conversation that didn't go right? Well, our emotions tend to rule and we didn't quite have an understanding or control over our emotions. Our physical body reacts. Maybe someone pulled us in unexpectedly and cornered us and we felt threatened. It was that fight or flight emotion that kind of kicked in as well too. We were under pressure. Someone came up to us. I need to know right now. I need to know right now what your answer is to this conversation. No time to think about it. No time to process. Um, Sometimes we're stumped in how we respond to those remarks or what other people say or do in those conversations and we just kind of act in these self-defeating ways right like we just know that it's a conversation that I really just need to escape from again that fight or flight response so we're going to do whatever we can to kind of get out of having a difficult conversation But as we talk about emotional intelligence, there's really a lot that goes into it. And most people are familiar with the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? So at the bottom, it's our physiological needs, you know, the need for food, water, and sleep. If we don't have those and we don't have a safety and security in our environment, right? A nice, comfortable home, security in the workplace. um, We really need those physiological needs met first and then we can build up from there so as we develop a sense of safety we move into a sense of love and belonging and to have very deep and more meaningful relationships once we have that then our confidence is built up and our esteem self-esteem is impacted so these are where we build those skills that lead to honor and recognition right and at the top of that pyramid is that self-actualization are we living to our highest potential But in order to really get there, you know, there has to be an understanding of not only what drives our thoughts, but also where our emotions come into that. And all of those levels, the physiological needs, safety, a sense of belonging, self-esteem, self-actualization, all of that impacts our our ability to really be emotionally intelligent. So you know, as uh, as I mentioned uh, before, uh, ha- having studied uh, organizational leadership, I, I read intensely on, on Daniel Goldman's basics uh, or books on uh, emotional intelligence. Uh, in his books, uh, he he discusses the the looks of emotional intelligence. Uh, what what are your thoughts? So great question. There are five dimensions of emotional intelligence. Just like there's two parts to the definition, there there's five different components that make up the different aspects of emotional intelligence. The first one is self-perception. So how do we recognize and understand our emotions and our reactions? Um, so it's that first part of that definition is being aware of what we're feeling, right? The second dimension is self-management. How do we manage control and adapt our emotions, our mood, and our responses? That's pretty self-explanatory, right? How do we interpret what we're feeling and adapt it to the situation? How do we manage our emotions and control them from um, either making a good situation better or a bad situation worse? And how do we regulate all those emotions as well, too? So that's where that self-management comes into play. Motivation is all about harnessing our emotions to motivate ourselves to take appropriate action, commit, follow through, and work towards the achievement of our goals. So really, if we're having a lot of negative self-talk, anger, aggression, sadness, depression, um, kind of working through those to achieve our ultimate goals at the end as well, too. 
The fourth dimension is social perception. Um, how do we learn to discern or interpret the feelings of others? How do we understand their emotions? But also, how do we take that and utilize that understanding to relate to others more effectively? This is where empathy, this is where compassion all come into that as well, too, is, huh, you look sad. Maybe this isn't the best time to talk about something about me, but I should really spend time maybe asking about what's going on in your life and asking how are you doing and, and checking in. This is where the ability to read a social situation, also known as reading a room, how all of that comes into play. You know, we, we've walked into situations where, you know, the mood is heavy. There's something going on. We don't know what's going on yet. Probably not the best time to walk in and to start cracking jokes, right? So if you read the room and notice that there's kind of a solemn or a heavy feeling, that's where that discernment of kind of picking up on how other people are feeling um, really come into play to kind of read the room and, again, harness our emotions to behave in um, a more appropriate manner. The fifth dimension is really being able to build relationships. How do we relate to others in social situations? Um, how do we lead, negotiate conflict, develop the ability to really effectively influence people? Um, I tell people that some of the three most powerful words that we can have um, with anyone is tell me more, right? Sometimes if we don't know what to say, if someone just kind of opens up and spills everything that they're thinking or feeling and we don't know what to say you know those three words tell me more is so important because it gives us a chance to build that relationship develop a sense of empathy compassion develop a rapport with people but build that safety and comfort for people to really open up to be vulnerable which is very difficult for us at times to do um, and to say you know this is really what's going on but it's twofold, right? I'm trusting you enough to open up with this information, so what are you going to do with it? So the five dimensions of emotional intelligence are really important, and you know we can master one area and still struggle in, er in other areas. So we might be really good at the self-perception, but maybe we lack in social skills, and how do we navigate through each one of those? So the self-perception, a lot of these people find it easy to talk about their feelings, um, there's just naturally people who can open up and tell you how they're feeling because they feel so comfortable with you and in your presence. Um, people also feel comfortable in describing their feelings about something that's going on with them or maybe the way that other people, something that someone else has done had impacted them in a certain way. These, these people who are really comfortable with their self-perception really have little trouble finding the right words to express how they feel as well too. So as we go into self-management, you know, these are the people who are able to effectively control strong emotions. And I'm not going to say positive or negative emotions because I feel that it's called truthful emotions, right? It's what you're feeling in the moment. So these are people who can overcome their anger by thinking through, okay, well, I know I'm angry, but I just have a task that I need to get through, right? These are people who can easily concentrate on a task when maybe they're excited about something or they're stressed about something or worried about something, but they can focus on maybe getting their job done.
A lot of people can be upset, but still think clearly, think rationally as well, too. So that means that they have a lot of control over their emotions. Um, people in, in this dimension also do a great job of just being able to remain concentrated and focus on what they're doing, despite what they're feeling. So it's, again, having that regulation, that ability to um, manage whatever they're thinking or feeling. So as we talk about motivation, so this is the, the level or the extent to which emotional information we utilize in our reasoning and decision making, right? How much do we take into what am I feeling to make decisions? Um, a lot of people in this dimension will attend to their feelings on a matter when making an important decision, right? How does it make me feel? Well, if I don't have a good feeling about something, or if it makes me feel really anxious, maybe I need to sit back and look at this a little bit more. Um, they also take into consideration how their feelings and emotions might make them feel or react in different or come up with different solutions to different problems as well, too. So um, people in, in this dimension um, really feel that they have a strong belief that their feelings should be considered when making important work-related decisions, or not just work-related, but just decisions in life with general, right? You know, how do I really feel about making that move to a new city? How do I feel about taking that new job or switching schools or trying a new activity, right? Um, you know, it, it's also in this category too, people, people may forget what you said, but they're never going to forget how you made them feel. So sometimes when we recall certain situations, it's really difficult for us to recall what was actually said, but they can recall what they feel in the moment. So this is a really powerful dimension as well, too. Um, sometimes people don't like to think about what they are feeling and take that into consideration as well, too. So it's finding that balance between the two. So the fourth dimension, social perception, is that ability to perceive and understand the emotions of others, right? So this is where we understand the reasons why someone could be upset, why they're happy, why, why they're anxious, why they're sad, right? Um, it's when we're discussing an issue with people, um, it's have, finding it easier to tell whether people feel the same way as they do or not, right? Um, you know, especially if it's at, at work, you know, if there's big changes coming, you know, are a lot of people feeling the same way about those changes or is it mixed? Um, like I had said earlier, it's being able to read the room, picking up that emotional tone of a meeting, um, of a room, of a party, of a group activity, an event, you know, really what is, what is the overall mood going on? Is it excited? Is it anxious? Is it sad? Is it negative? What is it? And then you sit back and you watch the way that people react to these things when trying to build a rapport to them too. So it's really hard to build a rapport if you can't get past that initial hurdle of getting on the same wavelength of people and at least meeting them eye to eye, meeting them where they're at, right? But that's where the fifth fifth dimension of social skills comes into play. And this is our ability to manage our own emotions, but also help other people manage their emotions as well, too. And I'll get into this in just a little bit, too. But really, this is how we intervene in an effective way when we notice someone is getting, quote unquote, worked up or when they're anxious or when they're angry, right? Um, or when they're just overly emotional. This is how we can help manage them. You know, it's not telling people to calm down, but maybe asking people, 
you know, hey, what's going on? You seem a little worked up. Let's talk about this. Tell me what's going on. This is how we can help other people um, overcome their conflict and their distress. And we can help influence their moods and emotions because we're creating a safe place for them to express what is going on, right? Like when they're stressed, it's helping to remain focused both for yourself, but trying to help other people remain focused as well too. If someone you know is upset, maybe think through it with that person um, and find out what is making them upset and help them find a solution to the problem. So it's taking that ability to understand what other people are feeling, but help them come to a solution or how do we respond appropriately in those social settings. So, so how does the uh, emotional intelligence uh, affect our, our thinking and our, our daily life? So how does emotional intelligence affect our thinking in our daily lives? That's a great question. So, you know, we talked about the definition. We talked about those five dimensions, right? And I think sometimes people wonder, okay, well, that's that's well and good, but I don't know how to do that. Or how can I start applying this, you know, this sounds like it's really important. Um, How can I start applying this into my everyday life and my interactions with others? Well, it starts from building an understanding, right? It's about accepting more than one point of view. You're not right. They're not right. You're not wrong. They're not wrong. But you guys can accept each other from those differences and be willing to at least accept, okay, well, you are who you are, and I'm okay with that. You know, you believe what you believe, I believe what I believe, and that's okay. So it's developing that mutual understanding. It's not about being right or wrong. It's just about acceptance. It's also about being curious, right? Like I said, those three powerful words to really get to know what is going on in someone's mind is tell me more. What I love about being a social worker is hearing about people's life stories. You know, tell me about this time. Tell me about that time. But in doing so... Sometimes those three words is powerful when we don't know what to say. So that that's important as well, too. But it's building that understanding, that rapport, because you are genuinely showing me how much you care about what's going on with me, right? And in return, you're going to show respect because I'm meeting you where you are. I, I may not totally agree with everything, but I do want to show some curiosity and interest and understand where you're coming from as well, too. So it's also important that to build that understanding and how intelligence affects us in our thinking in everyday life is to also just show respect, show empathy, show compassion, demonstrate honesty. Don't sit there and say, oh, that's that's terrible what you're going through. That must be really hard, but not look up from your phone. That doesn't really show honesty. It doesn't show sincerity. It doesn't show that you're really caring about what the other person is going through at that time. So with that, it's really important to display the ability to listen as well as send a clear message. Um, If you need to talk to someone really urgently, ask, is now a good time? I have something really important to talk to you. Can I talk to you now or is later better? Because you're showing that respect to other people. Like what I have is really important. It's really important. Um that I have your full understanding during that. And that's okay where you can demonstrate that honesty. But when you do say, no, now's a good time. Come in, talk to me right now about what's really bothering you. Don't sit there on your phone the whole time. Don't check your email. Put everything down. Put your hands in your lap and just maintain that eye contract because that's going to show the other person that you genuinely care. And it sends that message that, yes, I'm here to listen. Yes, I'm here. Please, please talk to me. I'm open.
Above all else, you also need to have awareness of your body language as well as the other person. So if it's a difficult conversation and maybe maybe people are getting a little bit heated, you're going to notice it, right? Their, their, their chest is going to be puffed out. They might have their fists clenched. They might be standing up. You know, you don't want to stand up and meet them eye to eye. All you're doing is escalating it. But if someone's really escalated, then maybe sit down and then you're kind of de-escalating it from there as well too. Or maybe if someone, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, but they're on the verge of tears and you can tell that they've been crying. That says a lot as well too. And then you can go and say, but you don't look fine. So tell me more. See how it all comes into a full circle on how easy it is to just sit there and be human and meet people on that human level. Um, the idea of emotional intelligence is really not that complicated. I think we overcomplicate it um, because emotions are hard, they're tough, but really once we understand the emotions, then we can have those tough conversations as well too. So, so what are some of the ways uh, we can practice emotional intelligence? You know, like I said, emotional intelligence is really not a complicated subject to understand or to master. It's it's really simple and it all comes down to just being genuine um, and to be present. You know, when we're not present, it makes it very, very difficult. So what are some ways that we can practice emotional intelligence in our everyday life? Well, again, those three words, tell me more. Um, just greet people, not, hey, what's up? But how are you doing? Really, tell me what's going on. I remember you had this going on. What's the latest? If you if you want to know. If you don't want to know, then, then don't ask. It's also okay to put in those boundaries of, I know that this is a really important issue. You're recognizing it, but I don't have time to talk right now. But can I schedule a time with you to talk later? Can we talk later? Is that okay? Um, it's really important to recognize um, that the other person has something urgent to talk about. Um, but also putting in those boundaries too, that it's okay to say, I do want to talk to you. I want to hear you. I know that this is important right now. I can't give you the time to focus on it right now, but I can later. So can we talk about it then? How do we talk about that? But there's also other ways too, that we can implement emotional intelligence in our everyday life. So when someone is maybe a little bit more escalated in what they're feeling, we should really try to reduce that stimulus. You know, if we know that someone is really angry about something, maybe not have a group of people go up to that person and try and de-escalate the situation because then they're going to feel threatened maybe back into a corner, right? So we just want to reduce that by maybe only having one person approach an individual. Um, use a soft voice. We want to speak slowly. We want to speak confidently, but we want to speak with sincerity and compassion as well too. Um, give the other person a chance to express what they're feeling or what they might need from you. You know, if you really don't want to know, then don't ask. Um, and I know that's hard, but, you know, if you're going to someone and say, well, what's wrong? And they tell you, but then you keep cutting off the person or you keep interrupting or you're on your phone, that doesn't do anything to build up that, that connection between other people and they're going to shut down and walk away. Um, we want to avoid asking the word 
why. Because why can come off as very intimidating. It can come off as aggressive sometimes. It can also come off as challenging, right? So ask open-ended questions. Instead of why do you feel that way, how come you feel that way? Or tell me more, right? It's, it's really amazing how powerful those three words of tell me more are. Sometimes it's also important to just validate the other person's emotions and what they're feeling. Sometimes people just want to be heard and validated. So again, it's that I'm not going to remember what you said, but I do remember how you made me feel and it made me feel really invalidated that you just didn't care, right? And that's really hard when we sit there and be like, wow, so I really showed like I didn't care in that time. Or I showed you I cared. And that can make or break how that other person responds as well too, right? As I talked about boundaries before, it's okay to be angry, right? We can be angry, we can be sad, we are entitled to feel what we feel. But we're not exempt from the consequences of those behaviors. So it's not okay to sit there and yell and shout at someone when we're angry, right? So it's okay for the other person to be specific, gentle, yet firm about the behavior you will accept. So for example, if someone is screaming at the top of their lungs, throwing things, validate them, say, I get that you're upset right now, but I'm not going to talk to you if you're going to be screaming and yelling at me. So when you take a break and calm down and come back and talk to me, then we can have a conversation. It's okay to put in those boundaries as far as what behavior you will accept or not, because again, we are not exempt from the consequences of our actions, right? Take some deep breaths, help remain calm in situations, Take a break if you need to. If something is a little bit too intense regarding those emotions, take a break for just a minute, but tell people you want to take a break or else they're just going to think that you're up and leaving, right? Um, Which isn't going to help a situation at all too. But give people permission to walk away from you if they need to. I know that this is really hard to talk about. Is it okay if we take a break? Or I need to take a break. Do you need to take a break? It's amazing what happens when we actually have those ability to to read each other's emotions and use those social skills to, again, meet people where they are. This is a lot. I see you kind of shutting down a little bit. Do we need to take a break and have this com- and resume this conversation later? And um, when we do those things, it really changes the outcome of difficult conversations as well, too, and just basic interactions that we have with people, right? Well, I'm sorry, we are all out of that today. Why? Again, it it doesn't help the situation when we just come at it from why, but come at it from, okay, how come? Or is this going to be due back in stock anytime soon? I think that we forget that emotions are running high coming out of a global pandemic. Emotions are high in an inflated economy right now. Um, Hopefully it's something that we recover from soon, but it's about coming back and regrouping and getting back to the basics of human interaction and that emotional intelligence and empathy and compassion as well, too. Thank you, Jenna Marie, uh, for this uh, amazing discussion on uh, emotional intelligence. Any, uh, any final thoughts on, on emotional intelligence? I know that we have talked about so much today. Um, emotional intelligence, it's a simple concept, but it's a heavy concept because we are talking about 
emotions and thoughts and behaviors and it's having difficult conversations um pretty common sense stuff but again it's that emotional component that makes it very very difficult to kind of navigate as well too so just as we summarize everything it's important that we that we learn our to or to learn to understand what our thoughts emotions and behaviors are right not only for ourselves but for others and we need to develop that self-awareness to recognize our own state of mind as it happens but also to recognize that state of mind in other people as well too we also need to learn how to manage our emotions thoughts and reactions unless we learn to manage them we're always going to be battling a uh, reactivity and negativity right um, maybe people are going to avoid you because you fly off the hinges quickly right and people just don't want to deal with that so we avoid um, when there's something we don't want to deal with we avoid difficult conversations and sometimes difficult people who aren't emotionally regulated uh, we also need to learn to motivate ourselves. We have to learn self-control, and sometimes that means delaying instant gratification uh, because of that emotional dysregulation as well, too. It's important to recognize the thoughts and emotions in others, and how do we develop the empathy and be attuned to what others may want or need. And if you don't know, then ask. You know, that that's where I think we get hung up on is we don't, want to assume anything if you don't know ask for clarification tell me more so what i'm hearing is dot 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 right it's understanding um but without assumptions so if you don't know ask ask for clarification ask is this what you're telling me um or just come out and ask directly what do you want or need now since you told me all of this right but remember, above all else, developing our emotional intelligence is so important so that we can have healthy relationships. It's very difficult and often toxic to have healthy relationships with other people if we're missing that emotional component. So on top of everything else, that's what's most important is it's coming down to have healthy human relationships with others professionally and personally and it's important to meet them where they are we can't force people to feel a different way we shouldn't invalidate but it is really important that we try to at least understand where they are right now and that can make or break any type of relationship that we have it's awesome hey um, i'm very excited to uh, have you to to finally be on our show I know you uh, have a lot of plans in your uh, future and uh, certainly looking forward to uh, uh, not only sharing with our fans, but uh, very excited to uh, have you a part of the uh, iHeartRadio program as well as the uh, Great Day Radio family. So thank you so much for taking your opportunity to, to discuss and to come on board to be our co-host to you know, discuss all the uh, motivational things that uh, will help us fine-tune our, our minds and uh, you know, set us straight because <laughs> we definitely need people, someone like yourself to go ahead and set us straight. So very excited to have you part of the family. Thank you so much for your time and uh, looking forward to the next program where we have some more exciting uh, words to uh, share and uh, hopefully changing many people's hearts and minds out there. So thank you so much and uh, go ahead and uh, take it away. 
thank you so much for having me on your show. This was so much fun. It was such a pleasure being here. Definitely long overdue. So we definitely have to um, get together again soon. I hope this information has been helpful to help increase your awareness um, regarding that basic human emotion needs and compassion that we need to have for ourselves because it's important for the self-care, but as well as for others as we continue to work through these difficult times. The past few years have not been easy for us as a society. We're still recovering. We have a long way to go, I think. But, you know, above all, we want to remember that we show that compassion and understanding um, to other people because that can go such a long way in making a difference in someone's life. And sometimes they just need to be heard, heard, understood, um, and listened to, right? Um, so again, such a pleasure being here. I look forward to coming back to your show so we can continue to share some good vibes and positivity and just be a light in someone's life who might need it. So thank you again so much. I really enjoyed being here today. Hey, welcome back and thank you so much. And, and uh, I want to thank uh, Gina Marie once again for uh, making this a very special show and helping other people out there who are going through some uh, some some very bad times as well. So hopefully that helps someone else out do share the message share the love all right there you know share this program download the program share it with somebody else because you never know when it might help somebody else out it's going through some difficult times okay we've got more continuous music jams coming up thank you so much for tuning in to great day radio i am here for you this is your boy mikey d thank you so much have a great day have a great week have a great month have a great holiday <laughs> and once again, if you got any dedication requests, go on down to greatdayradio.com, scroll over to the dedications requests, or leave a voicemail message. I'll be more than happy to take care of that for you. All right, more continuous music jams coming on up. You are listening to the People Station on greatdayradio.com. On Great Day Radio.
Today's and yesterday's music on Great Day Radio.